Hello, and welcome to the Nation's Blind Podcast. I'm Melissa Riccobono, and I'm here with... Anil Lewis. Well, you're not really here with me because, you know, we're no. virtual. Yes, but I'm virtually, I'm here in spirit with. Yes, <laughs> yes. Anil Lewis, and we're both here in spirit with... Come on, uh, mystery guest, introduce yourself. <laughs> well, I had to uh, unmute my mouth. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for real, uh, not virtually, but uh, I'm here at the uh, National Federation of the Blind, and this is Mark Riccobono. So glad you could join us, President Riccobono. Uh, we're looking forward to this particular podcast in the midst of all of everything that's COVID-19. Absolutely. And, and we really appreciate you joining us because I know that you are gearing up for a big virtual convention that's going to be a fantastic way to spend some days July 14th through 18th. Um, we're actually not here to talk about convention, which is kind of surprising, but we're definitely gearing up for it. And I want listeners to know that virtual convention is absolutely happening. But what are we here to talk about today, Anil? Well, with the emphasis in, on virtual and virtual and virtual, we in the National Federation of the Blind have really implemented some really interesting strategies to make sure our members stay informed. Uh, and one of the key components that's really helped us continue to create our family vibe for the organization and to continue to keep everyone on the same platform is that we produce something called our presidential release, uh, where the national president, Mark Riccobono, uh, formerly used to create a recording in a studio that we would then disseminate to all of our chapters across the country so that they could hear from our national president, get an overview of our national news, et cetera. President Riccobono, can you speak to how this actually started? Why, why did we, we uh, start this? So the presidential release was uh, first started by Kenneth Jernigan in uh, November 1973. And at that time, uh, obviously, um, the methods for nationwide communication and sharing across all of our affiliates and chapters, very different than they are today. Uh, at that time, we were uh, very aggressively making sure that we had an affiliate uh, in each of the 50 states, the District of Columbia and Puerto Rico. Uh, we had had some affiliates that we lost in the 1960s and um, because of various internal struggles and so we were rebuilding and Dr. Jernigan wanted a way to communicate uh, to the membership as a as a membership driven organization our board is elected by the membership and our president serves as chief executive and um, we've had an ethic in the office of the president really going back to our first president Dr. Tenbrook that that the president should be available and accessible. So this was a way uh, that Dr. Jernigan invented to put the president into every chapter meeting. And that started a monthly recording from the president uh, in late 1973. So 73, that, that had to be cassettes, right? Is the way that we were, or were, were, were we doing it on flexible, flexible uh, no, discs? I, I, uh, it's a good question. I think it was always on cassette. Uh, yeah, I don't think we we produced flexible discs, and uh, it was it's it was on cassette up through, really, uh, in the last decade is when we started distributing it on um, thumb drives. We did start offering it the file on the internet, but we were still sending out cassettes to a couple hundred 
folks who were, needed the cassette and then we we started doing it on thumb drives. Most people download it today, but we do have uh, a handful of leaders that request it on, on a flash drive and we deliver it that way. We also have it on Newsline, which is really cool. Oh yeah, well that, there's many ways to get it now. Uh, and uh, we've, we've detailed all of those um, in an article that I wrote in April 2018 in our Braille Monitor, which you can read. It was an open letter, two chapters about the presidential release, and it gives more facts and figures about the history of the presidential release. We should add that to our show notes. I, I just continue to think about how we used to, to that, that whole production of getting hundreds of cassettes in those little small envelopes and labeled and addressed and put in the mail. And, and if I remember correctly, because when I became a president, we were still doing it on cassette. We, we were encouraged to send the cassettes back once once we used them so they, they could be re-recorded over. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, we, we, we try to use every dollar um, the best we can. In fact, we still encourage people to send the flash drives back if, if they're not using them. You know, if you get uh, the presidential release every month on a flash drive, you get quite a collection. And, you know, every five that we can reuse, every one that we can reuse saves us money. Uh, we just put in a big order for last drives and, you know, it adds up. Definitely. So let's jump ahead to currently. Um, so we've been doing this presidential release uh, recorded for a long time. It's been played at chapter meetings for a long time. Now, though, we're doing something completely different that we've never done before. Presidential release live. We've done it now in April. We've done it in May. And I believe we're going to do one in June. Um, what led to that decision? Um, why now did we decide instead of just having you create a recording, which you could have done just as easily from your living room uh, as opposed to in a recording studio, why have we decided to go with the presidential release live route instead of just uh, canned recording? Well, um, you know, the the presidential release uh, is, is an important way to put the president in front of people and to create that personal connection. And uh, as our organization has evolved, we've tried to think about how to evolve the release. We have a diverse population of, of members, and so making sure that everybody has that common connection is really important and that's presented us with some challenges in terms of making sure the presidential release is available at every chapter meeting. Uh, we've tried to shorten it, uh, but some months are, are very, you know, there's a lot of info to provide and not everybody gets all of the, the faster media that we have like social media today. So uh, that's, to preface my answer by saying, you know, there's a constant thinking about how do we make this effective and yet achieve getting information and building at least a virtual relationship uh, with the diversity of members we have. I guess in, in some ways the, the presidential release has, has long been uh, a, a, a way of building virtual uh, relationships, even, even though one-sided. <laughs> Uh, and, and it had to be one-sided, although it, it was more dynamic because leaders and members would submit things for the presidential release, and often I, uh, the president would have an opportunity to talk with members about it. So that's that's the the preface to say uh, we we have continually thought about yeah, how do we evolve it? Is it effective? 
what can we do? You know, I solicit ideas about it, but um, you know, a lot of people uh, like it. You know, a lot of people say shorter, uh, but you know, a lot of people don't get the information any other way. So uh, I was sitting in my office and thinking about, well, I am going to need to record a release for April, and we try to record it so that it's available before the first Saturday because most of our chapter meetings happen on Saturday. And um, this was right about the time that we had uh, committed to closing our building because of the governor's order in Maryland. And I thought, well, uh, you know, recording something and sending it out does not feel right. Uh, it doesn't feel like what we should or could be doing. And so I thought, well, why not? Uh, why not do it live? We're we're doing Zoom events. Why not do it fresh? Take all the information and just let people listen in, and have it be uh, uncut, unfiltered. Although I should clarify, we we never make mistakes on the presidential release, so we never edit it. Uh, <laughs> but but why not do it live? And then so I started bouncing that idea off folks what do you think of this and everybody thought that's a great idea and I thought well we could take questions um, and you know Pam and I are you know we work very closely together in everything we do and so we talked about it and she agreed to to take questions and it's a great opportunity to highlight Pam she's definitely one of our top leaders she could be our president if if we needed her to so um, it, it worked out very well as an aside, uh, of course, I did make a mistake on the presidential release live with one of the names. So, it does go to show you it doesn't go well all the time. But it, it was it was fun to do it, and um, and people responded very well to the model, and uh, it's it's been a brilliant way to push us into thinking about what's next. That was a long answer. Yeah, I think the the key components to me were one, we've always been virtual, you know, based on the technology. So even with the cassettes, I think that you're right, that was a way for us to virtually engage with the membership. And we, as an organization, continue to learn and grow and exploit technology to continue to move our mission forward. So I think that's powerful. But I think the most important word in that whole description, and you coined a phrase, I forget what it is off the top of my head, but it's related to connection, mm -hmm. especially during this crisis. And it's, it, it, the presidential release live really does provide more of an authentic connection in, in this era of sheltering in place, you know, yeah, getting a recording or even listening to it on an Amazon or Google device, you know, through the podcast stream, whatever, there's still something special about knowing that you're actually there uh, giving that particular update. Uh, I think that in, in kind of a bittersweet way, the fact that we're able to, as an organization, hear who's, who's being impacted by the COVID virus. It, it was just a whole list of people on the last president's release live, but that's so important for us as an organization because we truly are a family and that's how we share. But the other key component I think that I really like is the Q&A. Yeah. I, I think that opens up opportunities for real true engagement and makes it more of a two-way communication. And, and I think that two-way communication is so important. And I think that um, knowing, not only knowing that President Riccobono is live, I think knowing that you and whoever else is tuned in, I mean, you're really there with about a thousand of your other members. And, and obviously, I mean, you said, oh, it's been received well. Well, I mean, yes, it has, but we have had a thousand people on both releases. I mean, obviously we are all hungry 
for for this community and this connection. And I just think it has such a different community feel and everybody that I've talked to about it has used exactly those words. It's such a community feel. So I, I just think particularly at this time, it, it's just such a, you know, it's almost comforting and it does give me some hope. You know, you think about our national convention and you think how different it's going to be. And at the same time, I look at presidential release lives and I think, well, yes, it is going to be different. But if we have this much feeling of community for an hour when we get together, a thousand of us, it's going to be a similar feeling of community when the gavel drops at the opening session of our convention and we're all there together. And that actually gives me a lot of hope because, you know, of course, it's not exactly the way we want convention to be. It's not the way we want our lives to be right now. But there's still some things that are the same. And that's really comforting and that's our federation family and so that's been really amazing to me to see that people are just responding in such a such a huge and and almost hungry way for this kind of connection so it's nice that it's a vehicle uh, for us to continue that communication what, what what's the long-term plan is this just an intervention for us to use during the COVID experience or What's the long-term plan? Well, I, th I think that's an open question um, that we're going to um, figure out over time. We need to think about, the next thing to think about is how do our chapters now engage with the presidential release? And we're still at the beginning of that. The system for the presidential release is to have every chapter play it. I think that is not needed now, but we do then need to help our chapters make sure that we are connecting members with the content of the release so they can still get that connection with our national leadership. So it's evolving. The model seems to work well. We'll have to see if it continues to work well once you know the, the country begins to go back to whatever the new normal is. I would hesitate to say this is the model because I'm not sure we know really what what things are going to be like. I certainly hope they're not exactly like they are now. So, but but I think that it has allowed us to do what we've really been searching for was what what how do we evolve this into the next thing and not just change it for the sake of changing it, but to do something that's better. And I, I think this is even better, and, and we were pushed into it. Uh, thank goodness we thought it up in the midst of it. Uh, so I, I, I suspect it will continue to evolve even further. I think that, you know, we, we also are continuing. We're taking the recording. We're still sending it out on flash drives to the, the folks that need it. So we'll, we'll continue to, to do a little bit of both, I imagine. Some people want a version now without the Q&A to be posted. So we're thinking through that to see what's what's practical, what makes the most sense. And, you know, as always, I invite um, feedback on, on what people think will work best. Yeah, I think it's actually an enhancement of what we had because we're not losing anything. Because as you said, we're still providing the recording in all the previous formats. And it, it, people who don't want the Q&A, they just can stop the playback at that time. <laughs> 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 but I think that your point is well taken. It, it is an enhancement. And just like many of the things that we've done as a result of the COVID, all of our distance learning, uh, stuff that we posted, it really is us exploiting the technology that we have 
to use today in a way to enhance a lot of the programming that we've conducted in the past. Yeah, you know, to that point, we can decide that it's unfortunate that that things aren't the way we were used to, and we can be sad about that. Or we can do really what the Federation philosophy has taught us to do, which is uh, make something new and interesting and good out of the situation that we have. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. um, you you know, it is different. Uh, I guess it's much like going blind. You know, it's different. But you also find, especially if you get to know the Federation philosophy, but that there's a lot of enrichment and joy that you might not have thought about when you really take that attitude. So that's what's been impressive to me about the whole situation is that, you know, people are taking the Federation philosophy and implying it in interesting ways. And I think that's why a lot of our members have been able to uh, manage pretty well in these unusual circumstances. Yeah, the resilience has been proven. So we're having another presidential release live. Do you want to talk a little bit about when that's going to be and uh, give people a little bit of info about when they can expect some information about how to tune in to the release? Because we certainly want this to keep growing and we certainly want people who maybe haven't tuned in before to have that opportunity. So the next presidential release live is going to happen on, I guess it would be, June 4, uh, information will be distributed through the NFB listservs and, and the NFB networks. Uh, I, uh, we're planning that it'll be the same format. You can send questions for the release in advance via email to Chris Danielson, uh, who helps manage our podcast as well. So Chris Danielson's email address is C. D-A-N-I-E-L-S-E-N at nfb.org. Or you can call our main number here, 410-659-9314 and dial extension 2473. And you can leave a voicemail with your question. Please give your name and also your state. And uh, if your question makes it into the release, we'll we might even play the audio file, or if you're on, we might cue you up to ask it. Uh, we do get more questions than we can answer. We do try to circle back with everybody about their questions and at least get them answered. Some are very individualized and not appropriate for the release, so we do try to to take care of all the questions that we get. So encouraging everyone to tune in to the next presidential release live. Looking forward to what new things the Federation is doing and sharing with our Federation family. Do you have other things you want to offer to our listeners today, President Riccobono? I guess what I would say is, um, you know, we're, we're in a very interesting time and we as blind people have a real opportunity to, to set the pattern for, for what our participation is going to look like in the world going forward. And, and that means it's a time for us to be very active and mobilized. You know, communities, states are making decisions about what the policy should be, and we need to make sure our voice is in the mix. Um, states, and to some extent, the federal government deciding uh, what voting is going to look like this fall and, and moving very aggressively to um, 
different systems of voting than what we've had in states. And unless we're very active in that, we're going to get left out. I think we're in the process of suing five different states over over this issue and working with many uh, local communities on it. So while it's a challenging time for us, it's really critical that we be active and it's uh, really important that we have the organized blind movement. And so it's a critical time for anybody listening to get involved with the National Federation of the Blind to reach out. Uh, we need your membership. We need your active participation. We think we're going to get a lot of gains out of our work to assert blind people into the conversations about what society is going to look like going forward. We think we have a lot to contribute to that, but we're going to need more voices and more diversity in the mix. So please uh, get involved with us and put your ideas into what we do next with our organization. We, we believe we're going to be bigger, better, and stronger after uh, the COVID-19. Yes, absolutely. And looking forward to how this has changed us to make us bigger, better, and stronger. So, and thank you for your leadership. Uh, I think it's been commendable. Uh, none of us could have ever been prepared for any of this. It's been almost like on the job training, but I am very comforted knowing that you're at the helm of this ship, ship guiding us through these troubled waters. Um, you've been listening to the Nation's Blind podcast. And we would love your feedback. The feedback that you can give us, you can email us at podcast at nfb.org. Yeah, you can call us at 410-659-9314 and leave a message at extension 2444. You can also find us on Twitter, and you can do that by searching for and um, tagging at NFB underscore voice. You can look for us on Facebook, National Federation of the Blind. We hope that this has been entertaining and educational, and hopefully you will join us on our next presidential release live. But until then, remember, you can live the life you want. Blindness is not what holds you back. <laughs>